Welcome to Evidence Space Mommy. I'm your host, Dr. Samantha Radford, and I'm here to combine science and wellness to help parents and kids thrive. Hey there, and welcome back to Evidence Space Mommy. Today, we are going to be talking about sunscreen. So it is that time of year, particularly again here in the Northern Hemisphere, summer is coming or might already be here. And even even a month or two ago, I was already getting sunburned. So <laughs> it's time to make sure that we have sunscreen for ourselves and our kids. Because, you know, we're all aware of the risks associated with too much sun exposure. The sunburn, of course, doesn't feel good, but, you know, there's long-term things with skin cancer and whatnot. But, of course, at the same time, as we have grown up, you know, those of us, us elder millennials, maybe some Gen Xers in there, um, we're becoming more aware of the dangerous chemicals in the products that were used on us when we were children. We want to protect our own kids from that. So we want to know about non-toxic sunscreens. Babies and young children have thinner skin than we do, and it's a lot easier for them to get sunburned, even if you think it's still too cool. Like I said, I was already getting sunburned back a month or two ago, and we're up in Pennsylvania. Um, but I can remember even, I think when my, she's almost 10, but when my oldest baby was just a baby, her very first Easter, we were outside in an Easter egg hunt, and she was just tiny, tiny, and it was April. I think it was like early April, and so I assumed that it would be fine, but we got home, and she had a little sunburn. Like, it wasn't awful, but she was kind of pink, and I felt so bad just because I knew that had to hurt, and of course, you know, worrying about long-term risks and all that, and so, you know, I wanted to be I actually keep her safe. So with that said, we need to be aware that there's a couple different classes of sunscreen. Some of them are safer. Some of them aren't. Some of them are actually really hazardous for the environment. You know, I know that we're mostly kind of thinking about like our personal health and our kids' health instead of like that broad thing, but it's good to think about the environment too. So Anyways, let's just kind of jump in and talk about the science behind sunscreen, and then we might talk a little bit about some of my favorite brands, but I'll definitely link to my post that is about the best sunscreen so that you can get a really good idea on that. So when you walk into your store, whether you go to Target or the grocery store or just wherever, you know, especially in the summer, it seems like there's an entire aisle of sunscreens. And then there's like more sunscreens that are like specifically for your face, or maybe you have a moisturizer that has a sunscreen in it and all of that. And a lot of them make these claims that you don't know if they're true or not. So they might say that they're baby safe or that they're the cleanest sunscreen for kids. I can even remember now, granted, this was probably like 15 years ago, but seeing a sunscreen that said it was chemical free. And I was like, that's a lie. <laughs> but regardless, you know, this can all be really overwhelming because you don't know which one's right and you don't know if what they're saying is true. And really, with that said, you might assume that what they say is true, that, oh, it's baby safe. That must be the one. But here's the deal. There's nobody like regulating what baby safe means. That is just something that they made up, frankly. So 
what you actually need to know is that there's really only two main divisions of sunscreens. So there are mineral sunscreens and organic sunscreens. So coming from my chemistry background, like I would call that an organic sunscreen. Some people might call that a chemical sunscreen. Um, we'll get into what each of those mean. And it's really not that hard to find, tell them apart. I know sometimes people get intimidated when they're like, you're going to make me read ingredients, but it's really pretty easy to see. So the best kind of sunscreen that you need to be using are the mineral sunscreens, the ones that are not the organic sunscreens. But we'll talk about, you know, which ones those actually are and how they work. So let's talk about the organic sunscreens first, or what we call chemical sunscreens. So it's kind of confusing because I know that usually, like, if we're talking about stuff being organic, or thinking like organic foods, or organic mattresses, or something like that, and usually organic is a good thing, because that means it's made, you know, like in a safe, natural way. But when we're talking sunscreens, actually it's the opposite. So an organic sunscreen means it's one that is made of a chemical that's carbon-based. So kind of like if you ever took organic chemistry, like they're using organic in that sense. So some, com some common chemical sunscreens here could be like oxybenzone, avobenzone, um, homosalate, Things like that. So if they have own at the end, maybe een or eight, something like that, that's probably a chemical sunscreen. So the way these work is that you spread them on you, of course, and they absorb UV light. So just as a little science refresher, UV light, ultraviolet light, has more energy than the light we can see, and that's why it can cause damage to our cells. So since the organic sunscreen absorbs this UV light, it keeps the sun from hitting your skin. It keeps that light from hitting your skin and damaging it because it's already worked on the sunscreen instead. So that causes a chemical reaction that breaks down the sunscreen, and that's why you have to reapply every so often, partially because it might wash off, especially if you don't wait that you know, 15 minutes or 30 minutes or whatever after you put it on to get into the water but also because it actually kind of breaks down over time. Now, I will be honest, these organic sunscreens feel better. So if you have, especially like that's what they're going to use in say moisturizer or something like that, like a facial moisturizer, like for us, you know, for adults, um, organic sunscreens just like absorb into your skin better. They feel better. They don't have that like slimy, gross feel they can be really lightweight, and they're easy to put into spray form. So honestly, most of what you see on the market is probably an organic sunscreen. Now, the other broad class of sunscreens are called mineral sunscreens. So they are usually made with either zinc oxide or titanium dioxide. So they, you can tell a mineral sunscreen because it's going to have a metal name in it. Usually, like I said, that's going to be titanium or zinc. So when people say that they want a chemical-free sunscreen, again, there's no such thing as chemical-free, but they probably mean a mineral sunscreen. Now, with that said, a lot of times you can't have a sunscreen that is just made with titanium dioxide because it doesn't protect against the whole spectrum of UV rays. So you might need to mix it with zinc oxide. Not you, the manufacturer. <laughs> 
Either way, mineral sunscreens work differently from chemical or organic sunscreens. Mineral sunscreens are like physical sunscreens. So that means that the mineral particles work as tiny mirrors and they reflect the sun away from you. So that's why, you know, you see the old things of like the person with like say the zinc oxide stick you know across their nose and like you can physically see it or like you know how if you're like me so I'm I'm super pale I just am and then if I put on sunscreen like I look even wider like it's crazy if I'm using a mineral sunscreen that's why because what I just put on my body is like putting a mirror all over my body but with that said, what that means is that there's not a chemical reaction happening on the surface of your skin when you use mineral sunscreens. So that's a big difference between those and organic ones. So that's why mineral sunscreens tend to be better for sensitive skin than chemical ones. The only problem is these mineral sunscreens feel a lot heavier and thicker. So... You know, like, you know how sometimes you put on sunscreen and it just feels slimy and super gross? It's probably a mineral sunscreen. So they're not going to rub in as well. And you're more likely to find them in lotion form. There are some on the market now that you can find in a spray formulation, but they're harder to come across. Now, with that said, we've already mentioned that the mineral ones are safer. Let's talk now about why. One part that we often don't discuss when we're talking about, you know, toxicity in humans is the fact that a lot of these organic sunscreens are actually really hazardous for the environment, particularly for oceans. So if you have heard about, you know, the coral reefs dying off, that is actually related. So oxybenzone can kill coral. And I went down to Florida a couple years ago, and we went snorkeling. It was really beautiful. It was really great that we could do that. But we had to, you know, the boat had to kind of go around a good ways out to find live coral. So we went past a lot of dead, like off-white, really sad-looking coral. And again, that whole ecosystem is dead. And it's not just the coral itself that dies but if the coral's not there then the fish that live there aren't supported and they die too and it's really just sad and it impacts like the entire ocean ecosystem it's like a really big problem so when we went before we got on the boat we had to show them the sunscreen that we use and we had to very specifically be like yeah this is not a kind with oxybenzone so they you know they're really taking this seriously down at the coast because they realize this is impacting their livelihood. Beyond that, as I mentioned, those mineral sunscreens, they're like tiny mirrors. They just sit on the surface of your skin. The mineral, the organic sunscreens also mostly just sit on the surface of your skin, but they can be absorbed into your skin and from there move to your bloodstream. So, for example, about 4% of oxybenzone that you apply as sunscreen ends up being absorbed and moves into your bloodstream. And human studies have shown that this compound can cross the placenta, too. So that means that if you're pregnant, your unborn child is exposed to it. There's also research that shows health effects of oxybenzone in humans. One study showed that women who had higher exposures to oxybenzone were more likely than other women to have boys that were born about half a week early. 
Now, of course, half a week is only three or four days. So if your child is at term, you know, that's likely not a big deal. But if they're already kind of, you know, slated to be early for whatever whatever reason, that three or four days can make a big difference. So, you know, just something to keep in mind. There's lots of other studies about oxybenzone and how they affect reproductive function, but those tend to be in other models such as rat neurons or in fish. But with that said, this chemical was given to the fish at concentrations much higher than you'd actually get from using sunscreen. So some of the other chemical sunscreens can be endocrine disruptors that can affect like all the different hormones in your body. Some of them can pass through breast milk. But again, that's kind of a big process because you have to jump from how much is on your skin to like say 4% of it gets into your skin and into your bloodstream. And then only a certain percentage of that is going to get into your breast milk. But it might be enough to matter. So for these reasons, between the reproductive effects and the endocrine disruption and the danger to marine life that we talked about earlier, the environmental working group and other people often don't recommend chemical sunscreens. So you might have been told that you can tell if you have an organic sunscreen by the letters oxy in the name. So like oxybenzone, for example, you know, that works a lot of times, but not always. Like I said, it might be easier to look for either own at the end, O-N-E, or E-N, E-N-E, maybe eight, A-T-E. Those are all good ways. But the easiest way, honestly, is to look for mineral sunscreens. So if you see something that is zinc oxide, you know that's mineral. If you see something that's titanium dioxide, that's mineral. And honestly, just about everything else you'll find as far as the sunscreens go, the active ingredients those are going to be organic sunscreens. One more thing that we want to throw out there is I've heard people ask if you should make your own sunscreen. And there's recipes out there. You can Google like DIY sunscreen recipes and you can just buy zinc oxide off of Amazon. So couldn't I just like put some in a lotion and make it myself? And I mean, maybe, but honestly, it's not a good idea. So it's really hard to mix it completely to homogenize it. So if there's clumps of zinc oxide, of course, you know, you might have like clumps of shininess on you. But the bigger issue is that there might be patches where that little bit of lotion, you know, that you have rubbed on your skin doesn't contain any subscreen sunscreen. So since zinc oxide tends to clump really badly, it's hard to disperse evenly you don't want to make your own sunscreen. I've heard of people suggesting to just use coconut oil as a sunscreen. No, don't do that. It does not have enough, like, it's not able to block enough UV light to do any good. Like, just buy the freaking sunscreen. <laughs> like I said, generally the mineral ones are safer. Regardless of what you use, if you choose a spray, I realize sprays are so much more convenient. I have kids, like, I get that. The problem is, particularly if you do choose an organic sunscreen, that it's a lot easier to inhale them, and inhaling them can cause more problems than just, you know, putting them on your skin. So if you choose a spray sunscreen, have your child turn their face away while you're spraying. Don't just spray directly on their face. You can just spray a little bit into your hand and then rub it onto their little face after that. 
And we'll just talk really briefly about a couple of the best non-toxic sunscreens out there for babies and kids. As I mentioned before, I have a whole blog post with a list of all these different sunscreens and where you can purchase them. So if this is something that you want to do, you know, just hop over to the blog post and get them from there. One more caveat, as we've mentioned, the phrase baby sunscreen or baby safe or whatever, that's not a real thing. So just because you see that phrase does not mean that it's like the safest sunscreen ever. In fact, some of the sunscreens that back in our day were labeled as baby sunscreens actually had some of the most toxic chemicals. So, you know, go figure. But some of the really great clean sunscreens out there are Think Baby Safe. Earth Mama Organics makes a really great sunscreen. I love Baby Balm. That's something that's easy to get. I, I know I found it at Target. You can either get like the sunscreen lotion or you can get a stick. There's a few other really great ones out there, both face sticks and lotions. So, yeah, I mean, there's lots of options out there. The other thing that I like is to have more covering swimsuits. So, for my little guy, he has, he'll always have like swim trunks and then a little swim shirt. So, it's usually long sleeved. You can get them short sleeved. That takes a lot of the area out that I actually have to apply sunscreen and it makes our lives a lot easier. My little girls are perfectly happy to wear swimsuits that even, you know, the almost 10-year-old, like, that have long sleeves on them. Like, they might have, you know, a regular, like, bottom that you're used to with girls' swimsuits, but then, like, the top has a long sleeves to it. I've gotten where I prefer <laughs> wearing one of those um, long sleeve swim shirts when I'm swimming just because... It's easier, and I don't like getting sunburned. So, I mean, those are totally options. Of course, a little hat, but we all know how it goes when you try to put a hat on a baby. Like, it just, it doesn't stay. But, yeah, the more protective clothing that you have, like, the less you have to fool with sunscreen, and the happier your kids will be, and the happier you'll be, because you won't be fighting them for sunscreen. And, in fact, that's especially important if you have children under six months, because children under six months shouldn't wear sunscreen at all if you can help it. The, their skin, like I said before, is thinner, so it absorbs chemicals more easily, so we don't want to do that. Plus, young babies can overheat more easily, so if we can kind of keep them out of you know the sun while they're itty-bitty, that's really just best. So I hope you learned a little science today and that you got some helpful information about natural baby sunscreens. If you want more information about keeping your kids safe from toxic chemicals, then you are welcome to grab my freebie. I will have it linked below. And as always, I'd love if you subscribed, left a review. That would be really helpful so that we can reach more people with this great information. Thanks so much. 